An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Those your guitars? It is, yeah. Well, that one's a bass. I didn't know you played. Um, I don't promote it, I guess. Wow, that uh, the turquoise one's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it's actually a Les Paul. Is it really? Yeah, oh yeah. So God. this one is like, it's kind of my poor man's um, Les Paul, but that one is an actual affordable, like, Epiphone, like, from Gibson. Um, wow. Um, the only reason, it, it looks beautiful but it's it's a little hard to play because do you play instruments no um like the uh what you, the strings are a little higher okay yeah so you have to like really press it down and then your fingers are essentially like bleeding after because you're okay. like okay right so like the hurts. bridges are really high on it like yeah okay That's and cool, I, I tried, you know they try to uh um adjust the action so it's like a little lower but i'm like yeah it's it still hurts <laughs> but that's cool though i had no idea those are beautiful thank you nice you're keeping that hidden talent to yourself huh i am well there's some things there's something <laughs> on youtube i'll send you i mean not youtube sorry instagram oh really what do you listen to mm, well i listen to everything i'm one of those people who's literally i've like if if you went through my ipod it'd be like a little bit of absolutely everything but my favoriteist is like ska reggae i can see that obviously and, uh, yeah. but i was like raised on 50s music and stuff you know like my grandmother was a bobby soxer back in the day like she still had her poodle skirt when i was growing up and stuff oh. so she had all the old 45s like that's how i got hooked on jerry lee lewis and she had like chuck berry 45s and elvis 45s and little that's richard cool. 45s so yeah i grew up hearing all that stuff right that's cool so are you like, a 70s baby yeah 77 okay makes sense yeah so my mom was real young she was 18 when she had me so growing up in the early 80s was like me and an 18 year old right so yeah <laughs> so it was yeah. A, a lot of exposure to modern stuff and old stuff at the same time like my mom liked a lot of soul music so i grew up on like yeah. sam cook and stuff you know oh so, nice steve nice. yeah nice yeah, it was good yeah. times what do you play mostly I like indie stuff. Like right. I like singer songwriter stuff. Like I grew up, so I'm an 85 baby. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I grew up being the only eighties baby in my cousin's group, really. So I'm like the eldest one out of all of them. Most of them are like early nineties or like, yeah, early nineties. Um, but I, when I was in, I think I just posted about this when I was in Vancouver, I definitely discovered a lot more seventies music. So ever since then, like most of my stuff is like James Taylor, Carol King. Nice. Um, Do you know any Cat Stevens songs? I wish Jesus. That's, <laughs> you know, that's my single favorite MCU moment of all time is Yondu's, yeah. Yondu's funeral. Oh, that's too sad. Yeah. Too sad. I really don't think there's a more emotionally impactful, you know, I'm sure there is for other people, but for me, that, that scene is absolutely insane. Like oh, yeah. I, I'll watch it over and over again. Just let the tears flow. 
So basically Clerks 3 again. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it was for, yeah. for for those of us 70s babies who were abandoned by most of our fathers. Uh, a movie like that oh, has really? quite an impact. You know what I mean? That's so true. You've never actually talked to me about your dad before. So I guess that makes sense. I don't know my dad. Uh, like I know him and, you know, knew him. Like you know him. he exists. Yeah, I know he exists. But <laughs> we haven't had a relationship in decades and barely ever did. But I mean, I had my stepdad, Bart, growing up with, so it's not like I had nothing. But still, when your own father, it's it's totally that Will Smith shit. It's like, why doesn't oh, he? Man, why that why, scene? Oh, yeah. It's you. Every man will ask themselves that. Why doesn't he want me? Fuck. You know, that's like that's hardcore shit. And then I finally watched Clerks last night, and I was just oh. I'm blubbering like a fool. I was like, I couldn't. I can't believe they did that. You know. I was at, I was actually um. So we had the Q and A after Clerks three. Right. Right. And uh, Kevin was actually saying that the two heart attacks in the movie was Randall's was his artist heart attack and his um and and Dante's was his dad's because he didn't get to survive. Oh, so it was even more like. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. that coming because I knew it would happen to Randall, but I had no idea mm-hmm. they, they, they turned that at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, he turned the tables for sure. <laughs> Well, kids, I'm going to include all this because it was too much fun and it was a grand conversation. So if you got spoiled just now for Clerks 3, I greatly apologize. Maybe I'll let it out later or maybe I won't. But we're hanging out here on an Elegant Weapon episode 415. I'm hanging out with our very good friend, Joey. I hope I get this right because it's been a little while. Pangilinan. So close. You you know what? This is what you do with mine and uh, Keith's last name is I think you overthink it. And I then you say the you emphasize the other thing, the other part of our names. You say it. So it's Pangolinin. Pangolinin. I knew that. Yeah. I, I made it a hard G, though, and I shouldn't or a soft G or hard G. No, I made it a hard G. It's right? an Asian G and right. G. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, well, I think I finally got Grachow right. So I'm putting the right emphasis on the right syllable. So um, anyways, kids, uh, Joey is joining us tonight. How do I describe you, Joey? Uh, Joey is the social manager event coordinator for Gotham Central uh, Comics and Collectibles. Is that do you have an official title or is that one good enough? It's typically the girl from Gotham. That's right. Um, <laughs> if you were still working on describing me, I would say I'm about five, eight, very long legs, way too long. Um, <laughs> uh, short blonde hair. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, no, yeah, you're right. I am the social media manager and special events manager at Gotham Central. Um, I almost started that in 2018, but I took a huge hiatus from like the comic book community for a long time and kind of jumped back in corporate life. And then I realized this is dumb. <laughs> I hate corporate life. Yeah, you can't um, give up on what you love, especially when you're so yeah. passionate about it, right? Exactly. So um, I rejoined um, again this year. And now I am not always in the store. I'm kind of there in and out. I do a lot of like remote stuff. But anything that you see posted at Gotham Central CC at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, especially YouTube, um, that's all me. 
Um, does Carlos for actually, uh, we should say for anybody who doesn't know, we're assuming, uh, that everybody knows like the regular listeners, but, uh, we're here in, uh, Ontario, Canada and Mississauga, the city of Mississauga, which is right next to Mississauga, Mississauga in the saga over there, just outside of Toronto, which, uh, it's still, it's, it's almost the size of Toronto unto itself. Mississauga is a Mm -hmm. massive, massive city. Um, but within that city lurks a comic shop, a comic shop called Gotham Central mm-hmm. Comics and Collectibles, which over the past decade, owner Carlos Camara has turned into the hub of basically the Ontario, Southern Ontario yeah. comics community. Um, yeah. He started across the street from where the location is now. They were there for like two years and then they moved across mm-hmm. the street to what used to be the Mississauga flea market there and have a much larger space that they've expanded into and they've been there for like eight years and carlos over the years through events and support and charity work has has grown something really really special that everybody in the community is very very proud to be a part of um and we all appreciate carlos for what he has built for all of us um in fact this year uh, they were nominated for an Eisner, uh, the Spirit of Comics Awards, which is basically like most yep. badass comic shop. Um, didn't win, but still were nominated, which is a huge, huge uh, kudos to Carlos and what he's achieved. Um, so that just tells you the caliber of comic shop that you're working with. Uh, in the yep. past there, uh, I've had the pleasure. I met. That's where we met Jeff Johns, man. Jeff Johns was here yep. doing scouting for oh, Titans. Oh, you know what? Now that you mentioned um, Jeff Johns, if I mean you're listening, and I'm, I'll send you this link later. But hi, Uncle Jeff. Um, <laughs> I called <laughs> one time. I called him. Like I kept on calling him Jeff Johns, and he was like, "You don't have to say my whole name all the time." And I'm like, "But that's weird, Jeff Johns." And he was like, "So you did it again?" And I'm like, "Sorry, Jeff Johns." So um, we had agreed that I was like, I was just going to call him Uncle Comics or Uncle Jeff. Nice. That works out. <laughs> So yeah, we, we can dream that he's listening to this for sure. When hey, if you I'll are, send you the link. Yeah, thanks. I swear to God. Sweet. Yeah. Um, well, what was cool was he was here. I think he was uh from what I heard, he was doing uh locations, mm-hmm. uh location spotting for Titans at the time. And also yeah. at the time uh was the Doomsday Clock. Was the Doomsday Clock was being released. So while he was here, he was like, hey, to his people, find me the spot to be where I, while I'm here, I might as well go do a signing release, uh, which DC looked through their little system and uh, Mm -hmm. through their algorithm and whatever specs they chose to follow, uh, Gotham Central popped out. So he okay. had a midnight screening, which was screening. I'm so used to hearing the word screening lately. Finding. Signing. <laughs> uh, and he came to Gotham and there was a huge, what was it, like four or 500 people. There was. It was I huge. Kid you not, a lineup that just like snaked inside the building and at the outside as well. Right. And from just stories of everybody mentioning this event to me, because it was like just a few months before I started Gotham Central, was that Jeff Johns, literally, sorry, I said it again. I said it, <laughs> I said the whole name again, um, is that he was so gracious. Like he was there like handing pizza out to people. He stayed way more than he expected to stay. Um, he He signed everything that anybody wanted him to sign. And he just gave everybody extra special attention. You know, it wasn't one of those like shake hand, go, shake hand, go. It was he had a conversation with people. 
super gracious and we hope that happens again. He was incredibly nice. I was one of those lucky individuals to be in line for that event. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was he was incredibly gracious. And you're right. He was nice to everybody. Just huge smiles the whole night. Really, really gracious yeah. guy. So that was super fun. And throughout the years, Carlos has also had many kind of mini Comic-Con type events, uh, barbecues Always. where he'll set up, you know, tables and there's an artist alley with a tent or inside. Uh, also, a lot of sketch battles every year. There's a grand sketch mm-hmm. battle that occurs uh, and profits and proceeds to all of these things go to charity. Uh, yep. Very often, it's the uh, the it's Holland Bloor the Holland Bloor yes children's rehab that mm-hmm. is his uh, his main output of charitable donation, uh, mm-hmm. and also not just a comic shop owner but uh, a CGC. I don't want to say enthusiast like I guess so enthusiast um. dealer. Um, they deal big yeah. time in CGC, this comic shop. If you're ever yeah, looking for I, a comic shop that goes hardcore on their CGC mm-hmm. involvement, it's Carlos. Yeah. Yeah, we help out with grading. Like I've I've gone to many other comic book shops in the greater Toronto area, and I kind of go there like super incognito mode. Not that anybody would recognize me, but I just like kind of, oh, look, this is a new scenery for me. And oh, this is how they do their new releases. And I just I like to, you know, kind of snoop around there. Um, but I I have sometimes heard someone going, hey, do you guys do CGC? And first thing is first. I, I don't know if you're uh traveling to Mississauga anytime soon but there's a place called Gotham Central and even <laughs> other comic book shops they're just like sending people our way so right, very yeah. appreciative of that it's it's a crazy little empire of love that Carlos has created uh mm-hmm. very recently today is as we record this it's October 16th mm-hmm. and last Wednesday I took the day off work for a particular event that was occurring at Gotham Central That's uh, right. a little bit of a meet and greet with Mr. Kevin Smith. You got to touch him. Yeah, I did. Um, Well, I got to touch him before. It's kind of cool because I did get the chance. Thank you, Risa, by the way, if you're listening. Mm. Uh, I got a little hookup to meet the man himself at Fan Expo. Very cool. uh, Along with Travis uh, McIntyre and Joshua Werner, head honchos over at Source Point Press. Uh, We got a little uh, little leeway in there. We got to meet him. And uh, that signature that you can see, they can't see behind me. Is mm-hmm. uh, all those that you see behind me on the wall? Those are all my That's elegant cool. weapons celebrity shout out photos. Look so, at you. so there's that was a long wall, it's pretty good. I mean, well, what do we got here? We got Bing Chen, Nine. Kevin Smith, uh, Rob Paulson, Ralph mm-hmm. Garman, Bob Camp, uh, Charlie Adler, and uh, um, why am I blanking out? Um, dude from Gremlins. Dude from Gremlins. That's what we'll call him for now. Oh, why am I blanking? Zach Galligan, of course. Mm, there Zach we go. Galligan, Billy from <laughs> Gremlins. Right. So anyway, so I met him there, but uh, again, got to meet him here. And uh, I was able to reference that first meeting, which was cool because I could cut to the chase. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, he was so gracious and kind enough to record a special little shout out that you're all going to hear on a particular yeah. upcoming episode mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be a big fun party. Um, but I guess you got in touch with our old friend, Mr. Michael Zapsik, who I will yeah. always owe until the end of time for appearing on episode 25 of this podcast 
10 years ago, um, maybe almost 11 years ago, um, yeah. Mike came on this show and that was one of my huge first big bumps. Uh, mm -hmm. that's, that really got the name out there, um, and started to really help me build a bit of an audience. So I'll always be indebted to Mike for doing that. And I was just on Twitter fucking around talking to people yeah. and we were talking about like dream guests for our podcasts. Uh -huh. And at the time I was huge listening to, uh, to their old podcast. I sell comics, Mike and Ming. That's still kind of going on. It's not an every week thing anymore, but, but yeah, yeah. Well, I get confused because they do all these different podcasts and they're always renaming mm. and changing names. They just do a lot of beautiful pods together. But at the time mm. it was strictly I sell comics was their yeah. show and AMC was starting with comic book men. And I just shouted out. I was like, you know who I'd love to get on the show? Mike Zapsick. I'd love to pick that guy's brain. And he replied and was like, let's do it. Like when and where? So we hooked it up and we did it up and it was super fucking cool. Uh, he taught me all about uh, Ed Brubaker's run on oh, Captain cool. America, which uh, cool. made me a little more informed because uh, I didn't read a lot of Cap. I had a friend who let a, read mm. a lot of Cap back in the day. So I actually knew more Cap lore than I expected, but I just wasn't familiar with the Winter Soldier arc and all that. Um so anyways, um, you know, the only reason why I've even read any Captain America comics is because of, do you, do you see this uh, print that I have here. Mm -hmm. It's because of Michael Cho. He did a nice. bunch of covers, um, I think, about four years ago. And every single time there's a Michael Cho cover, I was like, I'm not planning to read this. And then Michael Cho <laughs> comes up with a variant. I'm like, what? Ow. Come on, Mike. Beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> so these days, Mr. Zapsick is in charge of Kevin's in-store signings and events and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so you got in touch with him and made this shit happen. I Kevin did. was in town um, for the Clerks 3 premiere in Toronto at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got him to come by two in the afternoon. Uh, we had a couple hours. Uh, hundred. It was very exclusive. You had 150 tickets mm -hmm. um, and it was perfect. Uh, we were a little worried that there uh, might not be enough time. Time, but he's such a pro he filed oh, he through that shit he made my job super easy <laughs> oh my day. god <laughs> he got there and see okay the the immediate thing about kevin smith and especially after kind of seeing his interactions with people that day was yeah he's a nice guy yeah he's genuine yeah he's funny you know he's inspirational all the stuff we know kevin smith to be yeah. but what i was really struck by is the amount of respect that this guy exudes for other people, the way he treats people. He, he does it with so much respect and mm -hmm. he talks to you like an adult like an and individual, like, a, like, like an you, absolutely. Yeah. Like he may, he like zones in on your story. Like, yeah. I think he's just, I don't know if he was like that before the heart attack, but the Kevin Smith that I met and hung out with was just like, first of all, this is surreal, one. Right. The second thing was that like, he's talking to me like he's my dad. You know what I mean? Like, you know, right. like, because we were talking, you know, just business stuff and how I got into this whole thing. And he like, he like held my hands as I spoke to him. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck me. Now I have to wash these hands. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a clean person. I'm not going to do that. But yeah. it's he shared a moment with every single person that was in Gotham that day. Absolutely. And a lot of what I saw was he's obviously a leader. He's a film director. Yeah. He runs his company. He runs his whole posse. 
He mm-hmm. runs an audience. He's confident and comfortable in the situation that he's in. Yeah. Um, so when he got there, uh, you know, we all it was interesting because he wasn't like, I want this here or this, that or whatever. With all the few bit of staff that were standing around him at the time as he first arrived, he instantly turned it into a brainstorm session on how to yeah. set the tables up better and make this an easier flow. Yeah. And he he took charge Yet he did it in an inclusive, respectful, kind way. That, Very kind way. That, yes. you know, it's no wonder that people love working with him. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's the way he is on a movie set, it, it, it makes perfect sense why people have respect for him and they enjoy the experience, you know, because, Absolutely. you know, when he first got there, he didn't just go to the table. He, he went through the whole lineup, gave everybody high fives when he first came in. And, uh, you know, that kind of got everybody hyped up. Yeah, I mean, first people, you know, like it started from you yep. and then it it snaked all the way around the store, all the way to the front of the store, all the way to the cashier area. Yeah. And it's a big store, guys. If you haven't been there, it's it's a lot of square footage. He shook everybody's hands. People that were kind of going in for a hug, he never, he didn't deny it. If anything, he, he went closer. Right. Just not, you know, like just not afraid of the crowd. He's just... Again, special attention shook everybody's yeah. hand. Appreciative, right? He's respectful yeah. and appreciative. Like he knows these people are who pays his, you know, bills. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's 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 always mindful of those things, it seems. In fact, if anybody wants to get on Facebook or Instagram, go to Gotham Central's page, Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles, and there is video of him doing that high five session throughout the crowd there. There's lots mm-hmm. of video uh from that day, actually. Yeah, which That's I was my fault. I was very excited to see my face pop up in a few times Um, (laughs) because I got there and there was no I was I was freaking out from the beginning. The second they (laughs) they announced the tickets. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, there's only 150 tickets. It's going to sell out instantly. (laughs) Right. So I'm on the phone. I'm texting Carlos. I'm like, motherfucker. And he's like, I'll save you one. Don't worry. And uh, then I got there the next day. And when I bought my ticket, it was only number 48. And yeah. I was not understanding what was happening here. And what, Carl, you know what? I there was know. something happening there because it was at 2 p.m. That's not enough. I believe there are more than 150 people willing to ditch out on oh, work to meet Kevin I, Smith. I really, and I, there's some people, like at least 10 people that have DM'd me and said, like, did you have to do it this day? And I'm like, hey, man, I'm not in charge of Kevin Smith's schedule. Right. <laughs> like, that's like, the day. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was because also that day is the same day as AEW. Which was another cool coincidence yeah. because uh, Ethan Page and Dan Housen timed it. So they were at the store filming for their toy like show podcast. Yeah. Um. So very, very exciting day. And not just was it exciting but man was it happy i can't mm-hmm. think of a better word to describe that day than happy he just he brought in this joy with him that mm-hmm. everyone was just you know just soaking in and just giant smiles and such friendliness because it wasn't like hard like you didn't feel like you couldn't not talk to him even as he walked by you no you know? he's the one that initiated the conversations to be honest absolutely like we did have to go <laughs> through a bit fast uh through the selfies but mm. he took the selfies himself and also yeah. he knows enough he took like five to ten separate pictures for each person with like different poses and yeah, like he yeah. was just happy doing it and uh, you know i i got like four 
And most of them were similar because like I was the test bunny, right? Because I didn't mean to be <laughs> first in line. That's another thing that surprised me is that people I got there at like 115 or something and people weren't mm-hmm. even there yet. And it was I just me. There yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just me and our good friend Martin Slam Duncan of yep, Schedule Mania right. was there and mm-hmm. we were waiting for Kevin. So we kind of just since we're the first ones there, the line kind of formed behind us. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I ended up I, I ended up being second because there was a sweet lady who needed to get in there because uh, it was for her son and she didn't realize how long it would take. So she had to get back to work or whatever. So we let yeah. her go first and then I went and yeah. uh, holy shit, it was cool. Everybody got uh, copies, signed copies, pre-signed copies of Masquerade yeah. 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masquerade, which is Kevin's new book. That's from, right. Uh, it's IDW or is it Dark Horse? It's Dark Horse, um, but it's, and also uh, part of the Secret Stash. Secret Press. Stash Press, yes. Yeah. Who our other good friend, Mr. Andrew Thomas, is yeah. the letterer for? Uh, Look and, at him. Yes, uh, Andrew has been killing it. We're and so proud of you, dude. So proud of you, Andrew. And uh, that day as well, uh, Andrew was there signing along with Kevin, hanging mm-hmm. out, and yeah, I really can't describe the day is anything other than like the happiest day (laughs) and you know everybody's buzz after they'd been done and came out and you know was just like we hung out out after in the you know like the front front of gotham just Mm -hmm. actually we were kind of um jay and silent bobbing it ourselves uh, at the front of the store (laughs) (laughs) and just kind of catching up with life and it was Sometimes, like my th- those two days were going so fast for me because I went to the screening right. at Queen Elizabeth, and then the next day it was like on top of work. I was preparing for the Kevin Smith stuff, right? Right. Um, I was unfortunately stuck in the four hundred one with two accidents. Oh, I was supposed to be there at one. Well, I was. So I wanted to be there you for one. Gonna make it. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, it is essentially like he could be there right now, you know, and. Um, I ended up getting there just shy of, you know, 15 <laughs> minutes before two o'clock, which there was a little bit of a hold up because um, Kevin did have a meeting. So mm. he <laughs> he had a meeting over at our alleyway area. He did get there on time, though, which I was honestly impressed by. Like, no offense, yeah. Kevin, but you're not exactly known <laughs> as the most, you know, expedient individual. Um, but yeah, he was there was- right at two and then got into a meeting. So he yeah. came in at like 2.20 and that's when he did the whole lineup thing. And we were yeah. all like, oh, I hope he gets through everybody. And he rifled yeah. through 150 people, giving each five to 10 selfies each and giving them a special like moment mm-hmm. and uh, and still managed to finish by 3.30. He did all that in an hour, mm-hmm. then spent the next half hour just hanging out. Yeah. He walked around the store and signed like He-Man figures which people mm-hmm. then, of course, immediately ripped off the shelves and bought. <laughs> and he hung out with Carlos for a while behind he the did. counter, just shooting videos and hanging out and meeting people. Yeah. He was and getting to know what not, actually. That's what he was doing. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. the that's everybody's new thing to get to know for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just congratulations, Joey, on pulling this together. It was <laughs> Thanks, just absolutely a very special, special day. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a lifelong memory for everyone who was there. And they're going to feel happy every time they feel it. You know what I mean? I'm glad, man. Like, hey, this is I do what I do. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's it's a hard thing to do. Yes. But um, I'm up for the challenge. But every single person who's private messaged me and said thank you for it dudes like thank you you know what I mean for like believing in me that I could make it happen and 
the biggest thank you really is three people. That's Mike Zapsik, of course, Carlos Camara, and Andrew Thomas. Um, if it wasn't for those three people, I this would have never happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. The only, also the only reason, and a, a little bit of a behind the scenes thing that I was going to let you guys know was that the reason why this also was successfully done timing wise is because Kevin actually signed those masquerade um, one and two issues while the screening was going on the day before. Did and he that's why, really? Yeah. So that's so me and um, me and my better half uh, with Andrew, who slept over because, you know, he was he wasn't going to go from Brantford to uh, Toronto. Right. For two days. Um, We lugged around um, all the comics (laughs) in our little wagon and Andrew little wagon. And we gave to Liz. So, Liz, thank you. She's the tour manager for Kevin Smith. And uh, while we were crying our eyes out watching Clerks 3, um, Kevin Smith was behind the scenes just signing away all of the Hmm. issue one and two masquerades and guys it is actually a really great book um if it you what's heartbreaking is that i didn't get my own copies of one and two signed by kevin smith because i was so busy that day and i just wanted everybody to get theirs so like i'm happy you guys have yours but i would (laughs) maybe pick up mine another day (laughs) oh i'm sure some will come around for you something probably even more special will come around for you yeah yeah so is andrew in brantford now yeah he is when did he He move to brantford I'm so proud of that dude, man. Um, he probably like a year ago. Has it been that long? Did I just miss that? Because he was a saga kid, right? He he's he's been a saga kid. It, he's he grew up like close to like square one area. Right, right, right. And um, he, he's been there from like vi- like you know like when he was really really young up until just a year ago. Right. So what took him out to Bradford? Um, affordability, maybe. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> maybe I don't know. Um, but I mean, it's an opportunity to get a, a a better you know uh bang for your buck in terms oh, of shit, yeah i've got a buying friend, house uh, in mississauga versus Brantford. that's oh for sure. my god mississauga's the worst you know yeah, so. and uh yeah well we'll have to get andrew on the show again soon we'll ask him about it all to his face and catch up on his story that's been going on yeah but uh yeah what a day what a fun fun day and uh just turned out great for everybody so yeah i think so uh that was kevin smith day um and more happy things are going to be occurring at Mm -hmm. gotham central this october 30th saturday wait 29th 29th i keep screwing that up don't i (laughs) saturday Um, october 29th as i said before our good friend miss casey pierce is getting married on the sunday i'll be (laughs) heading out to michigan i haven't when's the last time i went to michigan i haven't been there since well, the COVID. pandemic yeah right yeah um the only time i've been to the states since the pandemic was boston this year um yeah that was my only trip now that i think about it in several yeah. years so it's gonna be really cool to get back to michigan though and uh hang out oh i hear a door creaking How's there's a, someone. a little padawan creeping into the room how are you doing son <laughs> my loin what do you do here? Uh, he's currently invested in a watching of the great, or sorry, the Walking Dead. He's trying to catch up before the oh, new very season nice. completes. So he's been in there binging Walking Dead all day. Uh, I'm very excited about that as well. I can't wait to see what goes down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's an annual event. Of course, we missed a few years, I think, because mm-hmm. of the pandemic as well. But returning is the annual Indie Fest. 
yeah. at Gotham Central. Uh, this is basically what it sounds like. It's a little indie comic festival, uh, a good fun time for the day where the shop sets up tables and invites 20 plus artists to come down mm-hmm. to the show to sell and display and talk about their wares. And it's always yeah. a super, super fun time. I'm very interested to see how the logistics work out this year. Um, as, as I am. <laughs> Gotham Central has grown a lot and not just, you know, in reputation, but in physical embodiment as well. There are a lot of shelves in Gotham. There's a lot of room, but there's a lot of shelves that are going to need to be moved around at the same time. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how it works out this year. But I'm sure all your, you know, intelligent minds will come together and make that. So it is going to be inside, though, as they decided that much, at least. Oh, for sure. It, yeah. it would be way too cold to be outside this time. Even though we're getting this really nice weather lately, it's been, uh, you know, it's been fall. So mm-hmm. it's been a little it feels windy, like fall a little now. rainy, but the sun has been shining and the colors yeah. are looking beautiful. Or maybe it's just me because I'm in such a relaxed state these days. I can't even tell you since I moved into this apartment mm-hmm. and you know, cleaned things up a bit. Yeah, in, in, in you're like, settled. Um, yeah, I'm more relaxed than I've been since probably the pre-pandemic. I'm telling you, I haven't felt this good in a long time. But there's right. been a lot of exciting things happening like this to uh, to you know fill up the enthusiasm in a fella. Yeah. So as it sounds, Gotham Fest uh, will be a comic shop full of tables and artists. There will be a costume contest, I believe. Yeah. Absolutely. Have that. We're going to do live streaming. There's going to be raffles. There's going to be so much cool stuff. Joey, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about who's going to be joining us this year yeah. at Gotham Central Fest? I'm excited. Um, I I'm bringing in some new kids as well. Um, you know that have been helping out um, raid a little bit in Fan Expo. So this is going to be the very first time that Damian Kanta and Danny Gorney is going to be in the house. Cool. Um, yeah, they are the makers of Coffee House of Doom, which I have both copies, <laughs> and it's an insane comic, like a super good, insane yeah. comic. I love it, man. Um, just in true raid style, you know, many different stories and in in a co- in a collection of books um keith gratchow our friend is going to be coming in he's going to be bringing in a strange case which is his new book as well as checkmate blues uh yeah along with mark bertinelli and uh, i I hope mark bertinelli can come but i don't we're we're trying to figure out some logistics right now but we are trying to get uh, bertolini to come as well It'd be super cool if he come by. I just mentioned mm-hmm. him because he is uh, his cohort on that uh, Strange yeah. Case book, as well as uh, if you heard two episodes ago, Robert Ivenyuk was mm-hmm. here and he is the writer of Checkmate Blues along with Keith. So Keith's got some really yeah. cool books coming out right now. So you people want to be there Keith- to grab these books for sure. Keith is a great collaborator. Like he's just, um, he's he's adaptable to so many different people and writing and uh, you know, just making really great stories. Um, Sam Noir and Shane Heron, of course, they're coming back. Uh, Sam Noir has been doing um, Indie Fest every single year that we've been doing it. So Sam, welcome back. Uh, Shane, welcome back. They're gonna I don't be- know if Sam has ever missed a Gotham event. No. Of any kind. If I, if I invite <laughs> Sam, there's a really good chance he's coming. So <laughs> right. Sam is great. Um, so Sam and Shane Heron are going to be bringing Cauldron in. I'm very excited for this one as well. Uh, Becca Kinsey is coming and bringing her Gehenna Death Valley, Becca. which I am in the middle of, and it's great. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. 
it did hook me very, yeah. very, very good. Yeah. Um, she's also bringing in her new one, which is the Wormhole Club Tragedy. Um, I got in touch with Jason Lapidus, and uh, he's the dude from Group of Seven. Group we all of know seven. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jason Lapidus and Chris Sanigan are going to be coming in and bringing their latest Peregrine's book. Exciting. So issue seven. Seven and eight. Yeah, that's their newest stuff. Um, our new friends, um, they did our colorful friends. That's what I'm going to call them because they're amazing. David Choi and Dickie Saragard. They did the city graphic novel. This is novel. the city graphic novel. Yeah. Now, these guys, cool guys, I first encountered them at the last Gotham event. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was, if it was the birthday party. It was the 10th birthday. Was it the, yeah, it was the anniversary yeah. show. And they came out of nowhere. Like these guys just appeared on the scene one day. Do you know what? Actually, um, you might. I mean, it's cold now. I don't know if he's going to do it. But David Choi, I will shout you out right now. He He's the maker of the city graphic novel. This guy has got the cojones to just sell his books. And even if it was in the middle of the street, he will sell his books. He He's like, he tries to, uh, you know, be really on top of his social media. But the funniest thing, but I think it works, for, it just works for him, is he'll go to like Young and Dundas Square and literally busk his books. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like right beside like Toronto Batman. Who knows? Like, but he's just that kind of dude. Chip Zdarsky once had a Comic Con in his hotel room. What? Like, yeah. And there was another time he set up right on the street out front of Fan Expo. These were Zdarsky Fests. Oh my god! And I was Zed- not around for that. Yeah, he had Zadarsky Fest where he just set up on the street in front of Fan Expo, and then another one, I believe, where he had a little like mini Comic Con in his hotel room. <laughs> That's you know what, in true Chip style, I totally believe that. And Chip, I dig you, and uh, I still have a friend that calls me just the tips because of you. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that book it's ridiculous i love it no <laughs> it's a tiny little book but it gets the job done and it's called just the tips by chip zadarsky <laughs> check that out <laughs> and he released it after sex criminals which okay is yeah the most zadarsky thing ever yeah yeah um moving on to like more artists and creators uh jonathan kakuba and eddie mumford they're going to be there uh selling their fly trap um i i think they're in issue one two and three by this point jonathan was at kevin smith day and it's always such a pleasure running into jonathan kachuba he is such a nice guy like he's just like he's so sweet (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know yeah. did you know that he was also a musician he's in a band too and yeah like, i did know that yeah i absolutely I, knew that yeah dude like i love your music i actually like dm'd him and i'm like as i was designing a few things i was like this is really great man like yeah, I, i'm pretty on sure Spotify. i've heard his music yeah i think yeah, so yeah. yeah yeah um Locke is coming in as well he was Locke and Yugen? To, yeah Nian. um he is going to be coming and uh he has his variants of the original ghost rider and auric god in plastic Nice. Um, Martin Duncan, our friend, is going to be coming in with um, a few covers of Dracula Visions. And finally, I get to have an event with this girl. But Stephanie Cook is coming. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, man. She's going to be bringing in the uh, uh, Paranorthern book and the Oh My Gods 1 and 2. Very cool. I've actually been wanting to get my hands on Oh My Gods. So uh, that works out nicely. There's going to be a lot of good books to get your hands on that weekend, kids. I don't know if you're like this, but like, because we're friends with so many of these creators, every single time there's an event, I mean, I lose money. 
because then I'll go in, <laughs> I'll go through each table and be like, oh, I don't have this one yet. I don't have this one yet. Yeah. You know? So. Well, for years, that was my only uh, <laughs> payment, I guess you could say, when I would be helping out SourcePoint Press. We got paid in comics. Is I got paid in comics. <laughs> Every time there was a show, I took one copy of everything on the table. And that was yeah. pretty pretty much a payment for helping out, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I got a lot of source point press. I also, I, worked, <laughs> I also worked with a publisher that, that that was also the case. We will not name it, but yeah, I was happy with it. Yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else is coming? Uh, those are the people that are coming. Uh, so those are the creators that are going to be um, gracing us with their uh, tabling um, for IndieFest. Um, the other things, though, there's so many other things going on during that day. I know we're going to be live streaming. We're going to have raffles. Um, we have a, a, con a costume contest as well. And I've individually messaged our creators and told them, you got to be in costume. Oh, really? So, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I don't know shit. how some of them are going to pull this off, but um, there's Can I just, I, I got to go back to something. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. But I just want to say, because you just talked about that, uh, that particular comic publisher that shall not be named. Mm. And uh, one oh, of no. the reasons, no, this is very positive. One of the okay. reasons <laughs> that I'm so happy for Andrew Thomas. Yeah. And so thrilled and for him. as well. Is he took at one point that dying weed was left in his hands pretty much. And he he fucking nurtured it and worked it at as best as he fucking could. It was a lost cause. It was a dying mission, but he he never gave up. He gave it his all. Um, in fact, I remember introducing Travis McIntyre, uh, mm. president of Oxi, Source Point Press to yeah. Andrew one time because they were they were tabling next to us and I remember by the end of that weekend Travis's whole impression was just like that guy hustles like I really like the cut of that guy's jib like that guy yep. fucking moves and hustles and does his thing yep. and I was always I always knew that about Andrew but I just always so felt bad about what he had to hustle but he took that and now through that hustle, everything is coming up, Andrew. He's finally in a place where he deserves to be, uh, a place that's worth his talents and his hard work, uh, and a place that will appreciate uh, that talent and hard work. So, sorry, I yeah. just wanted to mention no, that. No, no. It's, it's something hey, that just adds a little bit of extra happiness to the whole success of Andrew Thomas for me, is yeah. that I always felt bad because, man, did he fucking try. Did he give her? And, uh, you know, it didn't turn around for that, but man, it's turning around for this. Uh, and he deserves every bit of success he's getting. So, uh, yeah, there you go, Andrew. I just wanted to point that out because I'm proud of you, man. Well, you're going to see Andrew as well. And um, he's going to be bringing some Oric as well mm. and uh, some of his prints. And um, Andrew Thomas, I'm very, very proud of you. There's not one thing that I'm not unproud of you of. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it, it makes sense um, to me. That's I, all that matters. My, my couch is there for you all the time. We, <laughs> me and him con together all the time. And right. uh, well, I mean, as much as we could, you know, if, if schedule gives. Um, I'm always happy to hang out with you and have our burrito nights and, <laughs> <laughs> and nice. burger nights after our shenanigans. But he's my uh, hetero life partner in comics. And nice. which actually, I know we already talked about Kevin Smith, but I will always remember Kevin Smith being introduced to me by Andrew Thomas going, this is my hetero life 
partner. <laughs> and then I was like, well, close. Like, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't stop being bisexual. And then Kevin Smith was like, that is a great movie tagline. I, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> stop being bisexual. Okay. And then he actually thought about it. And I'm like, huh. All right, credit coming soon. <laughs> yeah, you remember that in the future. You never know. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so again, kudos to Andrew Thomas, of course. Um, and uh, we are also going to have a costume contest, as as you mentioned. So we really want people to pay attention to that and actually dress up. Even if you don't enter the contest, just do it anyway. Um, but it is good prizing, though, because the kids will uh, the the winner for the kids contest will receive a seventy five dollar gift certificate from Gotham Central, and uh, the adult prize is going to be a two hundred dollar gift certificate from Gotham Central. Ooh, so quite a, that's quite a things. surprise. And when you know the kind of things they have in Gotham Central, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's fantastic. That's you super can, uh, cool. You can put it towards like the bath that you've been missing or <laughs> uh, the holy grail you've been wanting or the sideshow you've been passing by <laughs> at our entrance. Um, I, I can't join the contest, but I already know which one I would pick because I've been looking at it for four years. Right. <laughs> is is <laughs> that all the artists? Did you go through 20 artists there? Did we name them all? Um, you know what? Uh, that was all the artists. I think that caps us to maybe 17 or 18 but it's only because we're st- we're still trying to figure out logistics because it's happening indoors. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, Carlos needs to put everything in that store on wheels mm-hmm. and just wheel all that shit. Or here's a better idea. You know the we're we're right beside an aquarium. Yeah. Why don't we just buy the aquarium? And- of course, just buy the whole damn mall. <laughs> just make it a comic mall instead of a comic shop. You hear us, right? Carlos? Just mm-hmm. just deck the whole thing out. You know, you can have yep. fuck. You could have a DC room and a Marvel room. You could have mm-hmm. the toy room, kids just, room, just a whole too. nerd mall. Yeah. Imagine that a whole you know, nerd mall. Here's here's my like plan. just one store for just the Funko Pops. So you don't yeah. have to see Funko Pops in every store. There's just one Funko Pop store. It's like it's like a mall of uh, of pop culture. Right. But you know what? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do? Sorry, is Hamilton north or south of uh, Mississauga? Or west or whatever. It's west of Mississauga. West. Yeah. So why can't we have like a metropolis west and just have like branch out, you know? Yeah, these- that could work. But that's, you know, that keeps people separated. I like bringing people together. I you know. know I, mean? I know that's the issue. But no, I'm telling you, we could prop. I mean, yeah, why not? We can just buy the whole thing, right? <laughs> Carlos, listen up. We're <laughs> <laughs> spending Carlos's money with He already did that once, too. He already once actually did buy the store next door and knock the wall down. And we're telling yeah. him to do it again. <laughs> yeah. We're just like knocking down like injustice combos, just going through walls. So. I tell you, with my OCD, though, I'd love to be let loose in that store one day. Like, Jay, organize it. I would just go nuts i love organizing things right Mm -hmm. like sometimes i'll just rearrange my apartment because i feel the need and there's absolutely no actual need to do so but there's something about i don't know i just love to organize shit and if i could just (laughs) let me not that that store is unorganized people i don't want you to give the impression but if you did ever happen to get to peek into the back room and saw we think we think it could always be better right the floor to ceiling long boxes in the back room oh yeah i yeah i hear you um it's it's a it's another uh thing to tackle but um i don't know when 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 those books are ever coming out 
but oh, it's a lot. Got, it's a lot. He's got half my old collection back there somewhere. So yeah. we'll see if that ever makes it to the actual bins. <laughs> it's uh it's like it's like 12 Joey tall 12 Joey's tall, I think. <laughs> That's how much comics there is there. It's a lot of comics. It's a lot of comics. That's right. Um <laughs> one day, one day maybe we'll have that out. Um yeah, but at Indie Fest as well, uh, we're going to have some free comics to give away. Nice. Um, and we also have some free sketches for kids. It's going to be a, a limited thing. It's going to be for kids under 12, uh, one sketch each from awesome. one of our artists. Yeah. Um, and what it's it's essentially like if you've ever been in free comic book day. Right. I'm sure you have, of course. Of course. It's, it's free comic book day, but with a Halloween twist. So we're also going to be giving away, while supplies last, some Comics Fest uh, comic books as well. Super fun. Um, mm. Do you know any of those titles? Do you know anybody who's putting anything out? I know. Soon? You know what? Oddly enough, the official website, they still don't have it up. And I don't know if it, there's like some sort of surprise thing happening with it, but I know that in relation to the show uh there's a mandalorian comic that will Ooh, be free really um yeah um a dr afro one and a spider-man one and they've already released some digital stuff as well so i believe they already have um some evil dead comics digital and casper obviously for kids yeah yeah so tons of you know man like this is to promote comics this is of a day course. that you know if you have the artists who make them but yes yeah absolutely yeah. if you yeah. haven't um kind of dabbled into like horror suspense thriller kind of comics that's it this so i need a thing. costume then is that what we're saying yeah mm-hmm. hmm. i'm surprised i mean don't you just have you know costumes lying around oh i have a few i have a few but i i had been thinking about the fact that as you mentioned earlier, Sam Noir and Shane mm-hmm. Heron are both mm-hmm. going to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to be bringing along with them a little fantasy horror thriller magazine called Cauldron. Cauldron. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Which I'm quite familiar with this book. Um, yeah. There's a certain character in this book. Uh, right. Apparently, I, I, uh, what's the word? look like um, yeah uh, <laughs> there, what's the word i'm thinking for resemble yes yeah 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 apparently i resemble a certain character from this uh book cauldron mm-hmm. um so i was maybe thinking about dusting off the old air jacket and uh shaving the face maybe the dweller in the cellar might make an oh, appearance man. at gotham central um so that could be kind of fun you know that would be really really fun so um, maybe we'll do that the- You've been embodied a lot in a few comics, and a lot of people have drawn you. Actually, yeah, there, I, apparently, there's something drawable about it's me. Like your yeah. It's well, it Jay Fosgett really mm-hmm. took yeah. off with it like years ago, and he just he just always told me that he's just the ex, uh, just my expressions. Yeah. He said it's just you have so much character in your face, like you're able to make such expressions that they're fun and easy to draw. I Plus, you're it. always doing stupid shit, so that stupid shit is fun <laughs> to draw as well, right? yeah all these little cartoons of me would constantly be popping into jay fosgett's head and he would sketch him down and then other people would kind of uh you know and i like attention i'm a big spotlight horse so the more people (laughs) drawing me the the more fun it is for me absolutely i won't deny that i love to see myself drawn so uh people started taking off and then cauldron came along 
and the boys at Cauldron uh, asked mm-hmm. me if I'd be willing to take on their character, who is like uh, the dweller in the cellar is kind of like the crypt keeper That's for right. Tales from the Crypt. Uh, the magazine is a little more like heavy metal inspired. Uh, Very much but, so, yeah. but But more along a horror line, I would mm-hmm. say. And it's not for kids, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not, not for, for kids. kids. Not at all. <laughs> so there was one. So they asked me if I would do this character for the. Uh, we didn't even have the character yet. They would ask me if I would do a character for the Kickstarter video. Yeah, And right. then they could maybe take that character and kind of put him in the book. And they always had the idea for a crypt keeper type, like narrator, like host for the book, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, but we didn't know what. So one day Shane, Sam and I went to Kensington Market mm-hmm. and Good we just me. just started shopping mm-hmm. just because uh, I think it was mostly Shane. Shane had an, a vision in his head. Of kind of an old kind of seventies lounge singer, creepy Stan Lee type. <laughs> and he thought of you character. What? Well, I, I think he just thought of the character. I don't think he ever bothered to correlate the two things. Mm-hmm. So we 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 threw this outfit together, and then kind of just started working on the character. And the character isn't like you know too intricate. He's basically a, a drunken lounge singing Stan Lee slash uh Ron Burgundy slash mm-hmm. you know <laughs> creepy molester looking type dude. Oh, and wow. uh so we put that together. What a description. <laughs> right? It's I don't know. A lot of people see a lot of things in it. And uh I tried doing different voices and stuff for it and I kept kind of jumping around. So the first couple Kickstarter videos don't exact because I was still trying to find it. Yeah. And then I realized I just got it. I had to stop trying to find it and just kind of, you know, so I just started kind of yeah. talking like this and yeah. kind of letting it go a little bit, you know? So, uh, you know, just creepy and trying to get creepy and he's always in the basement. Yes. So, uh, and it came together and I think I've done four Kickstarters now. Yeah. There's four well, volumes. There's four cauldrons. There's yeah. four cauldrons and I've done the four Kickstarter videos and mm-hmm. very, very soon, uh, now coming through Raid Press, they mm. are going to be collecting those four volumes uh, into a giant cauldron omnibus. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous. So mm-hmm. I think I may having be having, because the, the Dweller, if anybody hasn't seen it, he's got like one of those creepy pencil mustaches like John Waters styles. <laughs> so every time I do the 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 dweller i've got a shave which like is the, always like the gomez thing yeah totally yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so i've got to shave my beard every time we do it and then i feel naked and like a 12 year old boy for the next week till stubble grows back but it's usually worth <laughs> it because it's fun but yeah so that omnibus is going to be coming which means there will be a new kickstarter co- video coming which is very mm-hmm. exciting and then immediately following that will be coming the new issue yeah uh, the new volume so there's going yeah. to be a lot of cauldron coming your way. I know it's been a while, kids, but, you know, pandemics and fucking shit like that get in the way. But yeah. we're very, very excited to have cauldron rolling again. And I know there will be many issues there at Indie Fest to get. So, uh, you know, yeah, maybe tons. we'll do that. Maybe the dweller will pop up. We'll see how that goes. I do have a wedding the next day, though. <laughs> so if you shave, so, that's what you're going to look like in those yeah, wedding pictures. I don't know. That's we're gonna, odd. We're, that's we'll odd. see how that we'll see how that goes. Maybe I, I, I wish that I will put some kind of costume together for sure. Yeah, 
I wish Jay Fosgate actually saw your expression right now because that would have been a perfect thing to draw. He would have drawn it on a napkin or a coaster <laughs> or something like that. So I'm very excited because um, uh, when I go to the wedding on the 30th, uh, I'm going to be very or 31st or whatever the fuck. Forgetting all my dates on the Sunday. <laughs> I'm going to try to go early enough to actually catch brunch with Jay Fosgate. Uh, before the wedding because it's been a little while since I've seen Jay so maybe we'll even yeah. record something over our, our, our brunchy brunchy but I'm very excited yeah. to see Jay soon Jay's been very busy working he just got back from New York Comic Con uh, but he's very busy working on these Disney books Disney's just got him so crazy busy but uh what a you know, way to be busy though like right be, like be, come on Fosgit, yeah, come on yeah, yeah. well amazing. it's been amazing over the past decade or almost decade i mean i've known 2014 so at least eight years since i met jay Fosgit, and just to see him go through the amazing rise that he has from working mm-hmm. you know just doing bodie and his kind of own stuff to getting into all the henson work yeah. And then getting the Marvel work, and then getting he's just a great cartoonist, man. Oh, and now he's he's yeah. working for Walt Disney. Like it's dream mm-hmm. after dream after dream coming true for Jay, and no one deserves it like him. He's just he's the epitome of a lifelong professional, put the work in artist. Yeah, you know, and you know all those rewards are coming his way as they should be. So Jay, if you hear this, I'm super proud and super happy yeah. for you. I gotta dude. invite you to a Gotham event soon as well. I bet you he'd come. If you yeah. want to throw him on Indie Fest, you know what, Jay, you know what? draw me. <laughs> he might come out. He loves if, coming out. If he's if got Fosket, nothing happening, if Fosket draws me, I will put him in the roster. <laughs> Figure it out. No, no, I'm just joking. He um, draw. He comes out here for fucking any excuse <laughs> that he possibly can get. I mean, Toronto, Mississauga, the whole area, like this community is his is family away from home, right? Yeah. So you never know. In fact, Jay won the Gotham Sketchel Fest. He did. Two, uh, sketch three, Fest. Three years ago? Two or three years ago, yeah. Yeah, he got the belt. Which is, you yeah. know, is a hard thing because the artists on that lineup were some mm-hmm. insane artists. And he's, had, he's mostly a cartoonist, right? We had more room there too, right? But now like our side B of the store has like a few more things in it. Right, yeah. But d- like during that time, the, the card area, like the trading card area wasn't there yet. But mm-hmm. oh my gosh, was it a, like was it ever an event? I think we may have may have even had like uh, over twenty artists, it maybe was like twenty five or thirty. I was lucky enough to host that event, and man, it just every mm-hmm. by the end of it, like not that people people were not taking it seriously, but they were getting into it. Oh, it, you know, our, our the, artist friends are competitive. AF. Oh yeah, yeah, they were They're absolutely like that. They were absolutely, and I could see the struggles because mm-hmm. the problem with Jay Fosgate when you're up against him is, you know, Jay will even admit this. There's when it comes to typical comic book work, there's far superior artists to him for that kind of genre and sure. those kind of styles, which were mostly everybody else's styles. But the thing about Jay is, Jay has spent how many decades? learning how to put heart and soul into a picture yeah along with his incredible talent yeah so the thing that is because the voting was online right Mm -hmm. and the reason that i think he won and the reason that he kept taking down these incredible artists even though a lot of the races were very very close in the voting yeah was the heart that he was putting into these pictures Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know that that's the kind of skill that you develop over time and with talent that is is not a typical thing, especially no, in the man. comic book world, right? 
You know, let me tell you something. My favorite artists are cartoonists because mm-hmm. they do movement really well and their lines are always very, very clean and their intent to project a story is very, it, it could be anything. They could make it really, really funny and it, it comes across in a very like whimsical way. Like they can just, they're, they're like the chameleons, I think, of the, of the industry. And that's why like I take into like Chris Samney, Andrew Thomas, not just because he's my friend, but no, for reals, like Andrew Thomas, um, like Michael Cho, like very clean lines and Jay Fosgett and Dax Gordine from Raid as well. Yeah. Um, he did like a little Calvin and Hobbes. It's, it's nothing little actually. Like it's a great book, Forest Folks. Forest Folk, yeah. Yeah, but Jay Fosgett and Dax Gordine have a way of drawing movement in a cartoon that I will appreciate forever super gorgeous yeah no it's definitely with the lines i mean i've heard a lot of artists comment on how clean jay's lines are yeah um you know and but a lot of that is process too i think a lot of people don't realize as much as he can bust out these incredibly clean lines Mm -hmm. um you know he also has that side to him where he can be sketchy and a little bit more rough with things i mean those are Mm -hmm. the kind of pictures you usually get on a napkin at the bar after a con will be yeah. a bit more of his sketchier work, right? But That's right. especially when he's working digital, when he cleans that shit up, you're just like, oh my God. Oh my I can only imagine. Lord, it's unbelievable. And I mean, the biggest thing for me that he ever did was put me on the cover of a Marvel comic book. You got to share that again, man. Like, it's unbelievable. That, that should be like on your wall somewhere uh, if it already isn't. Oh, it's in a special place, but it yeah. was, was Spider Geddon. And mm-hmm. it was the Spider-Ham variant issue. And Spider-Ham is busting out of a pizza parlor while webbing up a burglar, a pizza burglar. And Jay drew me as that pizza burglar. And I can't tell you like what that means. You know, it's, 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 it's that's, I, that's I'm a dream. blown away that he did that for me. That's you know? a dream. I've appeared in other comics, but never I a Marvel want, there's, comic. <laughs> there's only like one comic that I, I ever wished that I was in. And it could mean it could have happened if I was in the scene earlier, but like my favorite Canadian comic up to this date is still The Pitiful Human Lizard by Jason Lowe. Right. Yeah. And if I was ever in one of those pages, (laughs) I'm done. I'm good. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that would be that would be a very special thing to have for sure. Yeah. I think the first time it happened was when I started this show, I met Chip and Andy, who were two guys who did a book called The Adventures of Super Stoner. And they did this book. This was like a decade ago or 11 years ago. And they were one of the very first comic books I ever had on the show. Like very first creators I ever had and did an interview with. And because we had met on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, my friend Sean, rest in peace, uh, Potato Waste, was Mm -hmm. uh, still here and hosting the show with me. And we had those guys on and just had a great fucking time. Mm -hmm. And they were in the process of making super stoner right That's and cool, uh they kickstarted it they put it out i think did they kickstart it i don't even know if there was kickstarter well i then. mean no like there wouldn't have been no there wouldn't have been that yet during that time so but when they put the book out and they sent me a copy and they're like check out this page or whatever and in super stoner's house on the fridge is this giant sticker that says an elegant weapon that's awesome. And that was the very first elegant weapon Easter egg that ever made it into a comic book. I would have cried if someone put like it a was so thing, I been like, I'm fucking done. cool, man. 
Yeah. So cool. And uh, of course, Bodhi Troll, Jay puts, uh, that's his own creator own book that he puts mm-hmm. everybody knows into. So I've been all, he made me a fraggle too. He did nice. uh, for Jim Henson uh, company. They did, uh, he did issue two of the fraggle comics uh, that Great. came out a couple of years ago. And he put a few of uh, his friends, me and a few other source pointers in there uh, as fraggles. So, uh, yeah, that was super cool. Getting to be a fraggle, like officially yeah, be man. a fraggle is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're living the dream, man. Our friends, right? our, our super creative friends are just drawing us. And yeah, it's very cool. But I mean, everybody loves it. That's why you see all the tears on these mm-hmm. Kickstarters for being in the comic or, yeah. you know, dying in the comic is because who doesn't oh love gosh. to see that shit? I know. Right? I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. It's very personal. And it's almost like a little inside joke you get to have forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's something that you could share with people and be like, you know, that's actually me, right? <laughs> Check this out. Uh, I always save this in my notes on my phone. So mm. I never forget, but I'm going to, I got to pull up my notes here. Yeah. Here it is. Okay. So. Uh, many of you may know that during the daytime, I am employed as an Entslayer, which yeah. means I'm a, I'm an arborist. I'm a tree climber, a tree expert. Yeah. Uh, so one of my cohorts who I used to work with and for actually in this industry, and he's been a good mm-hmm. friend. He started the same year I did back in 2001, uh, Sean Nixon, mm-hmm. one of my hey, very, Sean. very good friends. Now, Sean is a hardcore X-Men collector. Ah, super cool. He has every issue of X-Men ever. Mm. He has three copies of X-Men number one. Two of graded? them are, uh, I, th- I think at least two of them are graded and in, in yeah. a vault. Like they're in a vault. Nice. He also, not only does he have that, he has every uh, X-Men figure ever made um, from the from the main X-Men toy line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, not every X-Men figure ever made, but from the main toy land, he's toy line. Like he's the got, animated series. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. He's yeah. got every single one ever. So he's hardcore. And he's also uh, a hardcore collector, like art dealer, like comic art dealer. Mm-hmm. So he deals in like, you know, he's got pieces on his wall, original comic art worth like $60,000, like absolutely insane shit, right? like original stan lee shit like just Mm -hmm. incredible anyways i digress so he's gotten to know a lot of x-men artists over the years and uh, i can't remember the one in particular who did this i'll Mm. have to ask him who drew it but he was in two issues of x-men he was in uncanny x-men issue five yeah uh he was in uh, sorry he was in x-men legacy 274 Mm -hmm. And he was in Uncanny X-Men 539. In Uncanny X-Men 539, he's one of the thugs at the end of the book. So at the end of the book, we're in the woods or the jungle, and there's these soldiers, like, you know, goons, trying to Mm. hunt down Wolverine. Wolverine has just been, like, badly fucked up. So I think he's missing a lot of his skin and shit. He's like healing up, right? So it's the end of the comic and all these goons are looking around for Wolverine in the nighttime and he comes up out of a bush. And when he comes up out of the bush, there's a panel, uh, a close-up panel of my buddy's face like turning around in like horror. Like he turns over his shoulder and sees Wolverine and like like a terrified look on his face. And then Wolverine shreds him. Just like like shreds him up and just guts him, and that's that's it. I love that. 
So he gets I totally fucking schnicked by Wolverine. So then what does he do? He takes that panel. Uh, Sean, he takes that panel that was his face and he has a T-shirt made out of it. <laughs> I would have, oh my God, I would have like put a mural of that in like part of my house to be like, I was in an X-Men comic, yeah, right? FYI. Yeah, so. That's the dream, man. Yeah, it was incredible for him. So if you ever see him at Fan Expo going around, yeah, he'll, please be, he'll, be, he'll be wearing that t-shirt with his own likeness. <laughs> and it's a really and then he'll, too, it'll right? be one of those like memes where like he's wearing the shirt and he's doing the expression and it's yeah. just like a <laughs> perpetual t-shirt graphic over and over. <laughs> over again oh it's let's so make good. it happen let's it's make so it happen good. sean but he just did that through uh he didn't pay for that or anything someone just did that because of uh getting to know him through all his like buying original art and yeah. uh this and that so i can see I, that it bugs me that i can't remember the artist that did it but uh was it lashley no i don't think it was lashley you know oh, he's I, a canadian artist i'm gonna i'm gonna text him and i'm gonna ask Ooh. him and we'll see if we, we can out. get a get a response that's it there's you know what like i would love to make comics myself right but it is an intimidating process like when you're in the industry and you see your friends work it's a whole other thing it's not like one of those things where like it's a pretty straightforward you write a script and i draw it kind of thing like there is so much production that goes into it and that's why like even just for indie fest like i'm seeing all these books and i'm already like very excited to like share them with the rest of society. I will share a little post, I guess, I made on Facebook um, mm -hmm. the other day. Got a lot more response than I expected. Which one? So, um, so, okay, let me say this. As I was saying, I'm a tree climber. Yeah. So when I wake up, I get up like, you know, early in the morning and I'm usually climbing a tree by like eight or nine a.m. Insane. And because of that, when I wake up on the weekends, it's usually early and mm -hmm. I'm just like, my body's compelled to do something. Like I can't just get up and sit down and, and watch cartoons and eat cereal. Like my body's <laughs> got to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I get tired of this sometimes because I want to relax and I'm trying to, you know, not be so go, go, go all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's a hard lesson to learn, man. So last Saturday I woke up at seven o'clock and was like ready to go and i fought that shit mm. i broke that trend so what i did instead is i woke up seven o'clock i went straight to my computer and sat down and started writing Ooh! i started a story um about two years ago mm -hmm. and just kind of been randomly working on it here and there for fun mm -hmm. um so i sat down at 7 a.m before I knew it, it was 11 a.m. I had written 12 pages of this story and was on such a high, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, is there a writer's high? Because if there is, I'm There's, kind of feeling is. it right now, there right? Totally, is. totally, totally got is. that shit. So that has really inspired me. And I'm going to try to keep the pace up. And, mm. um, you know, I've been talking about comics for 10 years. It's about time I fucking wrote one. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I'm going to see how it goes when it's done. Maybe I'll pass it around. And if it's good enough, maybe we can actually make this thing exist. I can help uh, make that happen. Yeah, yeah. I know that you can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'll it's, tell you, yeah, just trying just, to do something different and breaking yeah, a habit. Man. And it was really cool. And now I'm very excited about it now that I've had this, you know, new experience of, cause I've never, mm -hmm. I haven't sat down and write, wrote for four hours since like 
grade five probably or something when I had to write a story, you know? Well, you actually wrote, wrote, not type, type. I typed. Oh, yeah. back then yeah. I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, so like, for example, like Becca Kinsey, right? Mm-hmm. Like she is the creator of one graphic novel where she wrote right. it and she illustrated it. Right. Illustrating is not just like this one thing. Like you have to do layouts. You have to letter. You have to like, oh, there's so many things. Absolutely. Color. Like line. Oh my God. Everything. Yeah. Becca, if you are listening to this, I don't know how you do it, girl. That's <laughs> That is a commitment and a half. Talent and half. hard work, man, and a passion. Yeah. That girl has a passion to create the really things does. that she creates. You know, she cares greatly about them, and you can tell that. It's obvious, yeah. you yeah. know, how personal those things are for her. She just fucking loves them. So it's cool. And my mom texted me, and she's like, oh, you're writing? Is it a comic? And I was like, yeah, giving it a shot. And um, she's like, are you going to draw it, too? And I was like, oh, well, no. you can draw. I can I mean, draw, but I can't draw a comic. I'm not like you could, you could copy stuff. I know that. Yeah, I can draw. I will fully admit it, but I will not ever have enough hubris <laughs> to think that I could pull off an entire comic book. There's no way in hell I'm good enough for that. Uh, there's much better people that I'd rather see bring my words to life than myself. That's exactly it. But yeah. at the same time, I am like I'm drawing the character designs. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing, you know, thumbnails uh, for like, you know, ideas and, and, you know, plot and all that stuff. So yeah. the fact that I can draw a little is definitely helping. It's, uh, it's definitely it's part easier. of the creative process. Yeah, Absolutely. it's easier yeah. to like tell someone, you know, hey, like this is what my vision is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I did. I am trying my hand in writing as well. But then I actually... I'm happy that you had that that writer's kind of like extravaganza for four hours kind of thing. But like I'd had that um, about three months ago, but then it got too raw. You know what I mean? Like because it was a story about part of my life. Right. Moving right. to Canada. Right. Um, and I was actually talking to I don't know if you know him, Mark Shane Bloom. Yeah. Amazing guy. Um, friend, I miss you. I miss talking to you a lot if you're listening to this. But he was, you know, I, I love talking, writing about him. And sometimes he, he kind of kind of looked at him as like, one day, it would be cool if he was my mentor for this whole thing, you know. Um, but it, writing gets really raw. And it's one mm. of those like artist, um, you have to be willing to kind of be naked out there with your right. story. Right. You know, and that's why I stopped writing because I actually like kind of teared up. Like, sorry, my street cred is totally shot now because I just told you I cried while writing. But um, <laughs> not at all. I'm sure most yeah, writers cry while writing. To be like, I was like, oh my god, I, I really owe my dad like everything, you know. And well, you know what? Even yeah. if you don't go back to it, and you know, mm-hmm. it was it was therapeutic in itself, right? Like the activity yeah. and the action within itself was probably therapeutic just to put what you did down on paper, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, even yeah. if I never make anything of this story, I'm having a hell of a fun time coming up with it you know um so it's super cool in those regards you know yeah yeah no i love it i'm gonna we'll see what happens it's good to be creative kids to get out there and just you know just exercise your brain just like any other muscle right we have a response from sean nixon the artist that drew him into uncanny x-men was ibrahim roberson haven't met him yet ibrahim ibrahim Ibrahim? Probably Ibrahim. Yeah. I B R A I M. Yeah. Ibrahim. And then is it Robertson or did he forget the T? <laughs> what Google a mystery. It. We got an answer, but we're still like, what? <laughs> um, 
but what it's it? i i brain what that's that's weird it's got to be ibrahim because that is that is an actual name right robinson is it robinson or robinson no it's robberson there's no Rob t Burson. that's so weird no that yeah i just looked him up visual artist ibrahim yeah. there's ibrahim. no age yeah that's what's weirded me out maybe that there's no age there yeah. But uh yeah, this was the oh, individual who drew him into X-Men. And uh, you know, if anybody wants to Google cool, it, they man. can see. Oh, that's beautiful. Look at that art. I know. I'm 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 actually like just on Google Images right now, taking a look at his stuff. But he does he does a lot of Marvel work. Oh, you know what? He just had a comic that came out. Oh yeah? It was uh, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. It's actually a, the poster at the very front of Gotham Central. Okay. Miss Marvel right now is doing a bunch of crossovers with a whole bunch of other Marvel characters. Um, so the mo- I think the most latest one up to date is Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, number one. There's so much good stuff mm. coming out in the yeah. next little while kids okay i'm just trying yeah. to uh x-men 539 yeah you gotta send me that image like what I an honor find it. what an honor to be I'll on have to get him to send it to me at least yeah it's it's just cool that he got gutted by wolverine too right like uh what else can you ask for if you're in a comic that to be gutted by wolverine right <laughs> yeah man you can't or like I, I can't even think of anything like get clobbered by ben Grimm. i don't know like i'd be all right too or hulk smashed getting smashed yeah. by the hulk maybe that could be like a mission to get in every comic but to be in it having <laughs> to the, die every single time in a comic. done right <laughs> so you'll be like the the kenny of all uh, of all panels. <laughs> awesome. you just that, that's your job is you, right. you just kill you off I, I'd be honored if that was me. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Oh, uh, be like the uh, Sean Bean of comic books. Just That's get killed it. at everyone that you're in, right? <laughs> Good times, kids. All righty. Yeah. Well, uh, that was a fun little geek. Oh, wait, he sent me more. The second time it was uh, David Baldian. I'm not familiar with him either. Mm-hmm. David Bal- Baldian. Yeah, B-A-L-D-E-O-N. It's because we're so Canadian. Like we're so me and you, Jay, are unapologetically Canadian that (laughs) we have a huge Canadian creator crowd that we uh, advocate for all the time. That you know what? It's I used to think it was kind of that way, but I do get around pretty good internationally in the circles, and I learned that it's just that (laughs) there are there is so much talent out there, Joey. Yeah, I know. Insane, and the internet has changed everything. The internet has enabled us to be able to see how much talent is out there. Absolutely. And it's mind-boggling. Like, South America alone there are, oh, I know. has some of the craziest people working today. You know, like, it yeah. blows mm-hmm. my absolute mind. Like, my the first kind of, like, I realized, man, there's a lot of international artists out there, is when I saw um, Lucio Perillo's work. Yeah, he see he's done like a bunch of like Gotham um covers as well, but there's tons of talent. Even in the States. You know who I got to know in Fan Expo actually? The boys from Joe Kubert school. 
Okay. So yeah. huge shout out to them. Like right. great, great guys. Um, yeah. Anthony Marquez um, and uh, Fernando Ruiz. Fernando Ruiz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Die Kitty Die. I love that book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. T- tons of talent. We're still getting to know people. I think part of it too is uh, like I've been focused on like indie books for so long. Indie and, books are the best. And a lot of these artists are, you know, it's, they're, they're able to get a lot of their crazy art out there because of Instagram mm-hmm. and everything, but they don't necessarily all have a lot of book work or mm-hmm. a lot of published things that they've worked on yet. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's, the, that's always been my familiarity is getting to know the circuits through the, for, through the conventions. Right. That's it. That's so, how you got to do it. Yeah. And it all started, uh, you know, Motor City Comic Con 2014. Mm-hmm. When uh, actually, I'm going to give a little plug here to my good friends over at Drunk on Comics. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Drunk on Comics uh, is a podcast that in Michigan, uh, they just hit after 10 years, their 500th episode. Congratulations, guys. It was Very these cool. guys who initially I met on Twitter who invited me to come down to Motor City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And that year was my first official press pass. It was my first year meeting Source Point Press. It was my first year in Michigan meeting an, an amazing amount of people who to this day I still consider family. Amazing. Um, so it was a very, very special time that that uh, special convention that weekend for me. And, uh, you know, 10 years later to see that they finally reached uh, 500 episodes. There's Look been some casting guys. changes over the years, but uh it's still all about the passion for comics and having yep. good fun conversations with your friends. That's, that's what the con that's what the show's always been about. So congratulations guys. Um, and one other plug I want to put out there is uh, source point press uh, related, mm-hmm. of course, but Mr. Josh <laughs> Sobeck has a Kickstarter happening right now for a book oh, cool. called lost Lake. Uh and it's a horror story. Uh, set, that would have been perfect for Indie Fest. But right? Then, yeah. yeah. It's set uh, out there in Michigan, and it's a cool horror story. So please go to Kickstarter and check out Lost Lake uh, by Josh Sobeck and his uh, cohorts. We're very excited about that book coming. Uh, also, you know, don't ever forget to always check out Source Point Press because there's lots of cool shit going down all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, gonna try it one more time it's october 30th 29th 29th i, I got screwed you it again. up again why do i, got I keep, you. why do i keep i will do it the halloween indie fest is at <laughs> gotham central on saturday october 29th from 11 a.m to 6 p.m i see you stressing out you joey's stress joey out. you just gotta be on my show every week now <laughs> so you can do those important things you know what you should be like my robin quivers that's what you really I'm should done. be I'm, I'll, gonna, be your speedy. I'll be your kids speedy. get used to it you're gonna hear joey popping up a lot more often here and there because we yeah, have man. lots of fun things to talk to you about and joey thank you so much always so, you're so, so much fun hanging out with my little sis joey mm-hmm. having a blast uh gotham october 29th i'm gonna be there joey's gonna be there mm-hmm. uh is gonna be there he has no choice <laughs> yes he definitely <laughs> no, does but he's he's awesome. no choice uh carlos yeah. is the best carlos thank you so much for everything you do and for building this incredible community uh that we all get to be very proud to take part at, uh in Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. you can ah. tell it's late it's 8 16 on a sunday night uh-huh. uh been podding like crazy been writing like crazy but smoking we hung dope out like basically crazy. the whole day today that's what i feel like yeah it feels awesome <laughs> doesn't it although today yeah. i did i banged off uh bullet train uh-huh 
and Clerks 3. Very and nice. I can't tell you how long it's been since I sat down and watched two movies back to back. I have um, yet to do that because I'm doing this like old man thing now and BJ gets it all the time. He's like, babe, we're going to watch this movie, right? And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going to. And I'm like super amped up for it. But the moment any girlfriend gets into their boyfriend chest crevice, done. <laughs> they give us like three minutes and you'll be like, uh, yeah, you're sleeping. Yeah, kids, you want that movie <laughs> to, to be viewed. You, you better take your opposite ends of the couch. Yeah, exactly. Like you leave space for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on your priorities, kids. All right. Very cool. Thank you, Joey. I love you so much. All right, kids, Gotham, IndieFest, be there. That is all we are going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy.